My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Humphrey Rebredoses. This is a podcast where friends and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Mac. How are you doing? Hi, I'm not doing too bad. I'm, I'm at home. It's snowy outside. I'm going to make poblano pepper tacos, which I'm very excited for. I haven't stopped talking about them to my friends. Ooh, and that sounds good. It's a recipe I found on YouTube for a two-ingredient taco, and it's it looks incredible, and I'm very excited for it. Okay, so I'm assuming one of the ingredients is poblano peppers, but what's yeah. the other one? The other one's cheese. And basically all you have to do is, if you have like a natural gas thing, you could roast them in the fire, but I don't. So it's going to be mm-hmm. boiling the poblanos in the oven until they're like um, black. Oh, yeah. And then- and then you uh, you can either peel them or leave it on. Uh, I'm probably going to peel them. And then you chop mm-hmm. them up and then you put them in like a cast iron that's very hot and you cook the cheese until it's crispy. Interesting. And you put that in the taco. And it's going to be so good. Have you ever sweated a pepper before? Yes, I love sweating peppers. It's something I hadn't done before last year, but it's so cool. There's a... um. There's a recipe on a website that i found a million years ago called like cooked to death peppers uh-huh where you basically it's basically like caramelizing onions but with peppers and you basically just chop the peppers uh, real thin and then mm-hmm. cook them for like an hour and they are so good that way too interesting okay okay heartily recommend duly noted However, we're not here today to talk about cooking and recipes and stuff, as much fun as it is. Oh, kind of. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, because uh, who are we talking about today, Mac? And I genuinely don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because I didn't decide until this morning. We're talking about Clara, who's my uh, storm cleric from mm-hmm. my weekly D&D game. Nice. You know, I kind of figured we were going to be talking about Clara just because I kept <laughs> I kept seeing you posting stories about her recently. And I was like, OK, we're going to be talking about Clara. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's actually it's actually my DM's fault because I, I messaged him and I was like, OK, I could talk about any of these characters. Which of these should I talk about? And he was like, I don't know, talk about <laughs> Clara. You're playing her right now. And I go, OK, OK, sounds good. Mm hmm. So we're talking about Clara. Yeah. So where do you want to start with Clara? Do you want to talk about how you came up with her as a character or uh, how she kind of like her in-universe like origin story? So let's talk about her as a character because that's kind of interesting. Because I actually didn't make her for Dungeons and Dragons. I initially made her for Seventh Sea, which I don't know if you know that game. I I am vaguely familiar with it. Uh, what is it exactly i know it's an adventure uh, game yeah it's an adventure game mostly about like being like a pirate or on an island or something like that Ooh, Um, and it's about basically or being like an explorer who explores the seventh sea and so it's basically Mm -hmm. fantasy 17th 18th century world Ooh, Um, and i originally designed her for a game for that where she was um usura which is fantasy russia Mm -hmm. and uh, the thing about Usura is they follow um, they follow Mother Winter, uh, and so they're very connected to the land, and then sometimes you can get magic from Mother Winter, which allows you to turn into animals. So that was Clara originally. Okay. Um, originally one of the ones who could turn into an animal, or? Yeah, exactly. Originally, okay, okay. Um, and the big thing is most Asurans have dark hair, and so those who have blonde hair tend to be royalty, and so my big thing was she was found on the doorstep of a peasant. 
and she mm-hmm. was raised with them, but she had blonde hair, and then she developed this ability, which only a special few are supposed to have. So something yeah. was clearly up. Yeah. Um, and uh, the thing was, I never got to actually explore that in that 7th C game, because we had exactly two sessions, and then we found out that the DM, or the this ST, who was uh, married to one of the players, was cheating on his wife. Uh, Woof. And, yeah. And we all liked Becca way more than we liked the other guy. <laughs> Good. So... We were all like, nope, this game's over. Bye. Ciao. Um, <laughs> and so everything kind of was done at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward uh, to Ava dying, my last character in our weekly game. Yeah. She and was, was like, also uh, a pirate? She was actually a pirate, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, though not originally. Uh, my my DM um, does these things called expeditions. Mm-hmm. Which are like where our characters can go off and away from the other players for a while, um, because it's it's a West Marches style game where basically we have like a central uh, central location and you can kind of go out on quest as you choose. You don't have to go out on every one every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Ava had gone on a pirate expedition, and that's how she became a pirate. Um, okay. And so Clara, uh, so after Ava died, I I offered everybody like five suggestions of characters I could play. One of whom was Clara. Yeah. And uh, Clara could have been either a druid or a cleric, because a uh, druid because of Asura. A cleric, mm-hmm. just because it was a, a, I, could, I could see her as one. And yeah. everybody chose cleric, and she ended up being a storm cleric at that point. Nice. So we've got Claire. We've got, not Clara. Clara. That's no, Clara. Clara. Uh, Clara. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. How many times can I say it? <laughs> so Clara then was being introduced into this game. Um, yeah. how did kind of like the introduction process work? Cause was she joining a new party of characters or kind well, of uh, like the, filling in the spot that Ava had left? So the West Marches thing, um, means basically that whenever we die, we can restart over and people can enter pretty easily. Okay. Um, because generally it's people arrive at, um, our, our central point is called Alistair's Rest, which is our, our village mm-hmm. and we build it up and we create stuff from there. And so uh, it's just kind of like there's a bunch of adventurers, both NPCs and PCs who are there, and we kind of gather and go out. So like if somebody's like higher level, they might gather the other higher levels and go after something harder, while lower level people will go deal with like bugbears or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, when Ava died and Clara was made, Clara came in at level one. And at the Oof. time, I think our highest other character was um, uh, was like a level eight. So we had like a level eight, we had a couple of level fours and fives, and then we uh-huh. had... um. Another person who was coming back new, but that was just because they retired, not because they were, like, actually new. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a we had a retired person, we had, like, a level three, and we had Clara, who was level one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened was I uh, just, I basically just had her enter and uh, start talking to people, and then we made a low-level adventure, which was Clara, the level one, um, Tilwenny, the level two. And uh, mm-hmm. Dinner Bell, who was level four at the time. Nice. And then we got together and we fought a land shark. Like an actual land shark? Yeah, a bullet or whatever they're actually called in D&D. Oh, Bullets. yeah. Bullet? Bullet? Something like that? Yeah. We just I called them a land shark and that's what matters. That, that That's pretty much what they are. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just trying to think about, like, have I actually heard of people using land sharks in D&D? But it's like, no, okay, now I get it. 
Yeah, we kept, we kept referring to it as a land shark. I don't think any of us know the actual name of it in character. It, it's always going to be a land shark. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's the it's the point between like the meta gaming of like, oh, I recognize what creature this is, but yeah. my character doesn't. Yeah, my character, Clara would have no idea, and I have I only reason I know is out of character, so it's just going to be the forever the land shark. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that that first quest went well then. Yeah, um, it was actually really fun. Uh, it was, uh, so it ended up being Clara, Tilwini, Dinner Bell, and we invited an NPC named Tara to go with us. Mm-hmm. And um, the first session was us just tracking down where the land shark was and learning about it. And mm-hmm. we learned that it was only attacking, like, um, that it was destroying and only, like, coming up out of the ground at mango trees. And Interesting. And so it was tearing down the mango trees to eat the mangoes. <laughs> Aww. And, um, but we also found out that it was, uh, that it was avoiding, like, uh, some, some hot peppers, like spicy peppers. Yeah. Uh, and it would avoid, like, whole areas where those were. And so after learning that, and we had to, we basically had to take it down because it tried to eat one of our village kids and then was, just, like, uh, causing some of our walls to come down. Yikes. Uh, so, uh, so at that point we went back to the rest Clara has brewing as a, as her uh, skill. Uh, yeah, so we took a bunch yeah. of the chili peppers and I brewed the chili peppers until I had like this really nasty gunk at the bottom. And yeah. I made two glass vials filled with the gunk and I gave one to Dinner Bell and one to Tilmany. And so then we went back out after it and uh, the whole thing was we were trying to get Tilmany eaten so she could put the gunk in its mouth and it worked. Yeah. So it popped up and ate Tilmany. And she dumped the gunk in its mouth, and it panicked and spit her out, but it was still had the gunk in its mouth. And then it fled, and we had to track where it fled, which is hard, because it was underground. Uh, but Clara was like, water, 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 because obviously you're going to go for water if you eat one of those spicy peppers. Yeah. And um, so we chased <laughs> it down to the water and fought it there. Yeah. Because land sharks aren't smart enough to know that you don't actually need water for spicy things. You need no. stuff with lact- with lactose in it. Exactly. Land sharks don't know that. So they just ran for the stream. And that was how we managed to corner it and, and get it. Nice. That's a very good plan. Yeah. Especially because it worked. <laughs> it did. It was very nice. I thought you were going to say that like... Oh, you were going to plant hot peppers at the base of all the mango trees. Or you were going to, like, <laughs> do that thing that sometimes people do in pest control where they, like, paint the tree bark with some kind of a substance that like doesn't peppers, hurt the right? tree. Yeah. But, no, but no, that's, that plan worked very well. Yeah, and we're in the middle of a jungle, so trying to find all the mango trees would be nearly impossible. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. So that was my first adventure as Clara. Nice. I went up a level, and that was about it. So what happened then? Is this the point where she kind of, like, joined up with the rest of the main party? At least the ones that I think I've seen you, uh, seen pictured with Clara a whole bunch. Uh, so it was actually at this point. So Clara, um, our little village is on the middle of an island called Yura, which is like, um... It's, it's a tropical island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very big, but it's ruled by four lords who are basically the big, bad, evil guys. Yeah. Um, and Clara, the reason Clara came is because she used to be married and she, and she had a husband and, uh-huh. um, and 
one day uh, when she got her magic, she uh, she stumbled out while very heavily pregnant and in a blizzard uh, to try and find him because he wasn't home. And oh, she found no. Him. Yeah. And she found him uh, and he was fighting uh, somebody else from her village whose eyes were pitch black. And um, and she like dove between the two of them and her magic came out with her with striking, striking the guy with his eyes were pitch black. And her husband yeah. said, Clara, no. And then he just disappeared into nothingness. Oh, no. And Clara was like, I would love to track my husband, but I don't know how you track someone who just disappears into nothingness. Um, yeah. And so she mourned him as dead. Uh, life went on for two years. She had their son. She was raising their son. And she got a letter, uh, which was really creepy. I actually have it. Um, my, my DM did a really good job of making it creepy and not make a lot of sense. Yeah. I had no idea that Clara had a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. She has her son, Timmer, but he's back home with her family. So he's not, not on the mm-hmm. island with her. Um, so this was all written in her husband's language, which was Sidra, which Clara can read and, and speak. And then, mm-hmm. um, Clara is Kimmeron. So, and Kimmeron don't actually have writing. They have a few sigils, which will indicate things. Um, yeah. But they are mostly a spoken language. Okay. Wait. No, I'm, t- I'm, go- I'm going through it. And it, this, this letter yeah. is very concerning yes uh, clara calls it her bad letter yeah yeah Uh, i could read it aloud if you want yeah actually if you want to go for it go ahead so uh here's teddy's letter that clara got clara my love i have gone to the realm of yura and have been welcomed as an honored guest you should join me so we can be together you can bring our son and even the whole village if you want to everything's going to be okay and then there's a sigil, a Cameron sigil, which is typically used to mark containers of food which mm-hmm. are spoiled and are unsafe. It's across the water, and you will see that the water is nice. The place I have found is full of light. When you find it, you will learn a song. It doesn't go like this, but you'll see. Here is a Cameron sigil, which is used to mark caves where dangerous animals have made their dens. Oh, come along and fabricate to strum and broll along a humble bake Greasy spats and overcoat. A pond, you say. A pond, you say. Here's a Kimron sigil that's used to mark the site where a person has died. Come see it all. I love you. I forgot. Hi. And that's her letter from Teddy. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So Clara gets this and she's like, something is not right here. No. Uh, I don't think something's right here at all, Clara. Something is definitely not right here. Um, but she can tell one thing, and that's it's from the realm of Yura. Um, yes. And she's like, well, this is a bad thing. I don't want to take my son into a very obviously bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talks to her family. And like um, the thing to know about Clara's country yeah. is uh, it's it's kind of based on like a mix of Scandinavia and Japan. And so it's all about like an honor bound culture. Um but it's it's very very dangerous there. It's like uh, it's like super cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are monsters and and beasts that roam it that will just kill you if you're by yourself. So like yeah. a big proponent of the culture is to be honorable and to have a lot of friends because friends are what help you survive. That's nice. Um, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so Clara um, Clara was an innkeeper, or she worked with her uncle who was the innkeeper, mm-hmm. and she was expected to inherit the inn someday. Um, but she was very good at making friends. And so her family was like immediately supportive of like, we understand. Uh, and, and like another thing to know about their culture is they honor their ancestors. And so they also see like, um, 
you wear the bones of your ancestors because that way you carry them with you. Okay. Uh, and the greatest insult in their culture is to let somebody's bones lay rotting and not use them in some way. Interesting. Uh, okay. And so Clara's like, I'm pretty sure my husband is dead, especially based on that final sigil where it says that a person has died here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that someone's like trying to control him or something like that. But the important thing to me is, one, my husband is down there and needs help. And two, even if he's dead, I can't leave his bones to rot by themselves. Yeah, I can um, understand that. So she talks to her family and she's like, will you take care of my son? And they're like, yes, of course. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and her village also works on it because she's very close with most of her village. Uh, so she knows her son's going to be fine. And so she says her goodbyes and she heads out on this adventure to come to Europe. So yeah. she's asking people at the rest if they can help her. Cause she's like, I need to find a cave full of light with like an evil monster in it. And they're like, that could describe a lot of things actually. <laughs> um, and so she's trying to figure out how she can look into this. And um, there's an expedition leaving soon. So one of those where you're no longer connected with the other players and you go on this mm-hmm. on, and you go away with, with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, the ex people on this expedition are going to Saren, which is a country back on the mainland, uh, which is known as like the wise country where all the scholars are and stuff like that. And they're like, you could come Interesting. with us. Okay. Uh, the other thing about Saren is they don't believe in magic, um, which is a big note. And Interesting. Like, you can, okay. You could come with us and use our libraries. And maybe if you use our libraries, um, you might be able to find more about like this, this cave or something like that. Cause we do have some information about Yura there. Yeah. And that's the kind of library you're going to have access to, especially if you go back with us, because a lot of us going back are Saren scholars. And so Clara's like, you know, not a bad idea. I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was Clara's next adventure. Um, the reason that we had the expedition going is because we'd gotten a um, some of our Saren people who were like NPCs, who actually were Ava's friends. And Ava had, Ava had started this plot. Uh, Ava had gotten some kind of package from uh, from from a local uh, local city called Scoro, and it was a very mm-hmm. highly sought after package where we were being attacked by lycanthropic kobolds and dragons to try and get it back. And it needed to interesting. Go to Saren, this okay, package. but with Ava dead, Ava could no longer take it. So um, Ava's girlfriend and her Ava's dad were going to take it back. Okay, okay, on Ava's behalf, and. So Clara was now going along with that, along with another PC named Bazir. Uh, and so um, first we had to get to the coast to get a ship. Mm-hmm. So uh, that involves having to deal with lycanthropic kobolds and fighting them off and hopefully not getting infected with uh, lycanthropy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we managed Woof. that. And it was on the, it was when we finally reached the coast, we found a goblin village called Pater's Flock, which is where the pirates always went because we were getting a pirate ship to leave. Okay. Because the only legal ships to leave Yura were slave ships, so we weren't about to support that. No, no, absolutely um, not. Absolutely not. No. So we get to the beach, and uh, as we get to the beach, um, the goblins fall in love with Clara because she starts cooking for them and and brewing brewing, uh, brewing alcohol. And they're, they're yeah. like, delighted because they don't cook this well. Uh, but one night, uh, we're visited by a, a small green goblin. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we haven't seen this goblin around, but maybe she was on an adventure. Uh, and this goblin walks in and she wants to talk to Bazir. And Bazir's my fellow player on this mission. Mm-hmm. And um, as she talks to Bazir, she's like, uh, I want the package that you're carrying. Okay, the, the package we're trying to get to Saren. Uh, and in exchange, I am willing to make, to give you things. 
Uh, one of the things I'm willing to give you is the forgiveness of the local lizard folk. And Clara's like, what's this about? And um, Bazir's like, I, I don't care about their forgiveness. And it's through this story that uh, Clara learns that Bazir had um, had gone on a diplomacy mission to talk to the lizard folk. Yeah. Uh, but when the diplomacy didn't go his way, he started attacking them. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so he shot the diplomat's leader. Uh, he then had his group that w- had gone with him uh, chase them down and kill like diplomats, like innocents. Yikes. Um, and Clara was like, okay, that's not great. No, it's not. Um, uh, and this, the, this goblin was getting more and more irritated as this conversation went on. Um, and Clara was like, look, we can't give you this item. I'm so sorry. And the, and the goblin stormed off. And Clara was like, I'll, I'll talk to some other people. I'll talk to the other goblins about this goblin. Mm-hmm. And so Clara went and asked the other goblins and the goblins were like, What? We don't have a goblin like that. I think you're seeing things. And Clara was like, well, that's really weird. Ooh. Um, and uh, so the end of the week came. The pirates showed up. Uh, the goblins actually had a big celebration where they made uh, Clara part of part of their crew, Pater's flock. Uh, and they presented her with a whistle. And they were like, this whistle will summon Pater. And she's like, who is Pater? And they're like, you'll see. And only <laughs> summon him in your greatest need. And she's like, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Has um, has that come up? That actually happens soon. So okay, we okay. get on the pirate boat and the pirate starts taking us to Saren. Uh, and as we're going to Saren, we're suddenly attacked by a green dragon. Ah, I know where this is going. And the green dragon focuses only on Vizier and keeps trying to kill him. And uh, she keeps going... You insult my family. You insult the lizard folk. You say what you did was right. And she's very mad. She is uh, she is <laughs> breathing her poison right on Bazir. And she is hitting other people. But if they stay away from Bazir, they're not getting hit. Yeah. Uh, Clara is meanwhile downstairs um, because some she brought with her some lycanthropic kobolds who have mm-hmm. broken through the sides. And uh, so she's trying to patch holes and also shove these kobolds back through. Um, yeah. And she ends up losing her shield here because she uses her shield to shove them through and block a hole. And then the pirates just kind of put wood over her shield. So she lost her shield. Aww. At that point. Um, but overhead, she hears this this dragon and she hears people screaming because people are going down because they're stuck near. You can only get so far away on a boat. Very true. Um, very true. And so Clara pulls out her whistle and blows it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then a few turns pass as, as they're fighting. And then suddenly a rock... Uh, the giant bird flies down and grabs the dragon by the neck and huh. uh, holds it up. And by then, Clara's dashing up the stairs because they finally managed to stop the, the lycanthropic kobolds and shove them out. And she goes up and she goes, oh, it's Pater! And the bird calls down at her and drags the drags the dragon away. And the dragon gets away right as we see it get on the horizon and dives back underwater. <laughs> so Pater is a giant rock. I can summon him if I'm nearby. <laughs> nice! Um... But it's at that point where uh, where we're all healing and resting from that, uh, that Clara's like, you know, I, I kind of think this dragon's right, honestly. Um, yeah. Because she didn't press the issue on us giving her the item anymore. She just, the reason she started getting upset was because Bazir was saying that the diplomats deserved it for not capitulating to his demands. Yeah. And Clara's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of agreeing with the dragon here. And um, how did, how did Bazir take that? Uh, he was grumpy, very grumpy mad. Yeah. Uh, 
so we reach Saren, and the pirates have to get us there, and um, they have to use their criminal contacts, and the criminal contacts are like, well, welcome to Saren. Uh, it doesn't matter that all of you are Saren, you're still here illegally because you didn't enter with proper visas. Um, oh, come on. We can get you those visas, but it's going to cost 5,000 gold. And we're like, we don't have 5,000 gold. Like 5,000 each or total? Uh, total. Okay, okay. Uh, That's less bad. Our our game isn't one where you get a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, Clara, up until level 8, had max 133 gold. Um, huh. So, 5,000 gold is a lot. And they're like, look, we, we can totally waive that fee if you assassinate somebody for us. Oh, no. And we're like, oh, boy. Uh, sure. Who are we assassinating? They're like, just a notary. We just want to get a guy we, we want in this place. You don't have to necessarily assassinate him. If you can just get him to quit his job, that's fine, too. And oh, like, I don't like where this is going. I, I don't like that either. <laughs> um, but we all grudgingly agree to it. Uh, and they put us in this house and they put us in this uh, hotel room. And as we enter our hotel room for the first time, we find a serid woman sitting there with green eyes waiting for us. Oh, no. And um, the woman is like, now that we've had that encounter, I would like to try this again. Uh, I am willing to offer you forgiveness for your genocide of the lizard folk people in exchange for that package you have. And before Bazir can start on his bullshit, um, Clara Clara interrupts and, and she basically explains, she's like, I I can't imagine where you're coming. I can't imagine where you're coming from right now because you're a leader of these people and uh-huh. your diplomats were killed unjustly and now you're standing before a man who refuses to even remotely apologize for it and your man is yeah. to be remarkably calm about this yeah um, and so she and Zakesh that ended up being the dragon's name Uh huh. her name is Zakesh uh, she and Zakesh talked and Zakesh was like you have my respect little one um, <laughs> if I have to kill you or your friends, I will make sure I kill you last. And Clara's like, "That's nice, thanks." Uh, I feel like, like that's something that that, would, that Clara would very much so appreciate, given yeah. how dangerous her her home is. Exactly, Clara does appreciate it. And Clara is also like, "If we end up in a fight, I promise I'm not going to attack you. I will support my friends. I will yeah. heal them and I will buff them, but I will not attack you." And mm-hmm. Sakesh is like, "Thank you." Um, and. Then it's Bazir's time to talk. And Bazir looks at Zakesh and goes, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Oh, oh no. And Clara just like, uh. Clara just like, is like, oh my God, are you really Bazir? And um, Pictures Zakesh, taken moments before disaster. Yeah. And Zakesh is like, I see that's how it is. Um, let it known that I'm going to make you suffer as much as I have suffered. And yeah, she was like, I yikes. don't get it. Why didn't she accept my apology? And everybody's like, that wasn't an apology, dude. Is this in per is I hope I really hope that Bazir's player was doing this on purpose, just being a dumb boy and not Uh it kind of um okay. like he realized afterward that it was definitely not an apology, but he didn't realize in the moment that it wasn't. Okay, um, okay. So and, and like, I mean, he realized immediately after. I don't think he realized in the moment mm-hmm, that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Zakesh leaves. And we're like, great, we're going to have to deal with a shape-shifting dragon now. Um, yeah. Um, so the next morning, we wake up and we've got a letter summing us to the local government's office. 
Yes. Uh, to the to local general. So we go there and we talk to the general. And the general's like, so we know you got an offer from the Thieves Guild to handle your visas. Um, but we're willing to cover your visas as well uh, if you'll do something for us. And we're like, great. Um, what do you want us to do? And they're like, we want you to kill the leader of the local Thieves Guild. And we're like, great. So uh, interesting. We either, we either assassin a notary or we either or we assassinate the leader of the Thieves Guild. Um, mm-hmm. So we discussed it, and it's basically Clara and five Saren, and then Bazir's girlfriend Anichka. Um, okay. And we're discussing it, and everybody else is like, "Well, honestly, I'm just going to stay in Saren, so I want to support the government so that they'll have my back." And Clara's like, "I want to go back to Eurux. I need to find my husband. And if yeah. we ruin our thieves guild contacts, I have no way of going back to Eura." Uh huh. And they're all like, "Well, that sucks for you, Clara. We're going to go with the, the with the governor here." And Clara's like, okay, great. Oh, got it. I guess we're assassinating the Thieves Guild leader. I'm yeah. going to have a hard time getting back. Um, so this is a problem for later, Clara, though. Not something to worry about right now. Uh, <laughs> so we make contact with uh, this guy named Rufio Valaquez, who I knew from another game, who is nice. an awesome character. Um, great name, too. Oh, yeah, he's very good. Uh, and he's like, uh, and um, Clara's like, okay. I think the easiest way to assassinate this guy is if we pretend that we can, um, that we are assassinating the notary. Can you arrange a fake assassination of this notary guy that we're supposed to kill for them? Because uh-huh. then they'll trust us more. And he's like, yeah, we can arrange that. You will have to, however, look like you're actually doing the job. And Clara's like, yeah, I can do that. And the thing here is this is where Clara started to kind of resent Bazir a lot. And also to kind of resent the NPCs on this mission. Because yeah. Clara ends up doing everything. Yeah, I, uh, I, having, having been in a similar situation yeah. with an old cleric character of mine as well, I totally know how that feels. Yeah. So she had explicitly asked them to do things. If she asked the NPCs, they'd actively do it, at least. And, like, it yeah. made sense why Emmy wasn't ha- ha- helping, because Emmy was the one who was protecting our, uh, our, our item that we were delivering. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emmy couldn't help. She had to stay generally in the hotel room and protect it and watch it. And, yeah. And, uh. Zaheer was serving as her bodyguard. So, you know, they were fine. But anytime she'd ask Bazir or Anichka for something, they just wouldn't do it. And so Clara's Uh-oh. frustrated. Yikes. So, uh, Clara starts, Clara goes to this notary's office and she's like, what are notaries doing? They're like, they keep track of who comes and goes from the country. And Clara's like, okay, I need a good fake excuse to see this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so she talks to the, the guards outside his room and she's like, hey, I'm here to, uh, my husband was here recently. And I need to see when he left town. Mm-hmm. And the guard's like, okay, well, we can do that. Um, and she, like, chooses her husband because she knows he's not been through town recently, so who cares? Yeah. Um, and she, she like, chats with the guards because Clara's, Clara's great at small talk, unlike me. And so she yeah. chats with the guards, <laughs> makes friends with the guards, and um, she goes to eat at the bar. And later, the guard bursts in and he goes, Clara, great news. And she's like, oh, what's the great news? He goes, your husband just left the other day. And Clara's like, what? Wait, what? 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 Um, and he's like, yeah, we found information that he just got on the train and went north to the capital like a couple days ago. And Clara's Uh-oh. like, what? Uh, that's weird. Uh, thank you for that information. Yeah. Um, but she, but so while trying to become friends with this guard, and she does, she becomes good friends uh-huh. with, with his name's Oshkhan. Nice. Uh, she becomes friends with Oshkhan. Um, she also is now researching what my husband's here. 
and she goes to this local, this other hotel. And while Clara's at this hotel, there's drama happening where uh, Zakesh has pretended to be Bazir and is trying to assassinate Anishka. (laughs) Oh, no. So Clara's not there for this. Um, But she's in this other hotel where Teddy was apparently staying. And they're like, oh, Teddy kept going on and on about his beautiful wife and you're his beautiful wife. And Clara's like, (gasps) okay. Um nice did he say anything they're like oh he told us all these stories about you and they start telling these stories which are almost right but not totally right um Uh-oh. where where he'll describe them doing something but he'll get like a couple facts wrong or or they'll describe and they're like oh well obviously i'm just misremembering it and clara's like but that's several of you and he's talking to you all about these stories and getting them all slightly wrong that's weird yeah uh i don't know if this is actually my husband or if it's my fake husband oh um, no fake husband fake husband but she can't get on the train to follow him because we need the visas yeah um, and so clara arrives back just in time to find a uh, duplicate zakesh and bazir um squaring off and clara yeah. doesn't understand that's what's happening she's like oh i didn't know you had a twin bazir this is so nice to meet him <laughs> and bazir's like no Cl- clara this is a cash damn yeah um, so that that happens, um, and Clara meanwhile makes friends with makes friends with the guards, and uh, she's seen hugging the guards in like the bar. And then the next day, the notary is poisoned to death, quote unquote. Aka fake died. Um, yeah. And her guard friend Ashkan is taken into prison, and Clara's super upset about this. Oh um, no! Uh, but she like then goes to um to, what was his name? Uh, she goes to the guy. Uh the main guy that they've been speaking to about all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, Hey, um, okay, we did it. However, we learned some information about that. Your thieves guild leader would like to know. Uh, Cause it concerns him and the government. And they're mm-hmm. like, and he's like, I can set this up. And so later that night um, without weapons, she and Bazir have to go talk to this guy and she steps inside awkwardly. Yeah. And um, the door is closed and it's her and Bazir who are unarmored. Uh, and like five thieves guild members, including the leader, and they have to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we start fighting, and it turns out that Rufio is in disguise as one of the thieves guild members, so he helps us, <laughs> thankfully. Um, so we end up we end up taking out the thieves guild leader, and we victoriously. And Rufio promises Clara that Ashkan's going to get released, and he hurries and shuffles them all off to the train and gets them on the train. And so our group's now on the train to the capital. Yes. And we're several days on this train ride north through the desert, because Saren's a desert country, uh-huh. uh, when the train has to slow to a stop because a boulder's in the way. Uh-oh. And we all know that this is because of Zakesh. Yeah. Um, and what happens is people leave to go go back to um, go back to Umkarak, which is where we were, to get... Mm-hmm. Uh, or No, we were in Akatal. Go back to Akatal to get us supplies for the train, because the train only has enough supplies to, like... Uh, to feed people for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes on for a really long time. So people are dying of starvation. So Clara has to go forward. Oof. And uh, she has, she does have at least create water and water's more important than food. So yep, true, she true. refills everything. But this is when she learns how come Saren don't believe in magic. And that's because anytime you cast big, obvious magic in Saren or uh, something that's clearly like clearly magical, uh, you yeah. take exhaustion levels equal to the level of spell you use. Um, oh, no. Because something in Saren, like, actively is working against magic. Yikes. So 
Clara casts this big old create water spell and immediately hits exhaustion three. Oh no. But she at least fills up the barrels enough to keep, keep having people have water for like a week. And, and we go back and it's like, we need to, we need to leave. Um, we don't know if the people have made it back. They're supposed to be back by now with yeah. help. Um, mm-hmm. They're not here yet. We need to go back and see if something happened to them. And they're like, but Zakesh is going to be here. And we're like, yeah, uh, we're going to have to deal with Zakesh, no doubt. So we start walking back and it's just uh, Emmy and Rufio left to go ahead to the capital to get the item to the capital. Um, yeah. As kind of while well, we created the diversion of getting Zakesh distracted by Bazir. Because she was way more interested in Bazir at this point than, than the item. Yeah, yeah. Since he refused to admit that what he did was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And while we're walking, Zakesh attacks. And the plan is Bazir will take take the hits and take the attacks and the rest of us will stay back and far away. Um, yeah. And I put resistance to poison on Bazir. But uh, he ends up running towards his girlfriend um, just for support. And Uh-oh. Zakesh ends up killing Anichka and, uh, and tearing her body in half and leaving. Yikes. Yeah. So... But we're also in the middle of a desert. We're also literally dying of dehydration exhaustion. Yeah. So we can't exactly let Bazir mourn. Um, so Zahir and uh, Clara do their best to kind of cover Anishka's body. And Clara takes her hand because can't leave a body to rot uh, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just end up having to basically be like, I'm sorry, buddy. We have to go. Yeah. Uh, and we leave. Uh-huh. And we finally meet the army, which is now led by Ashkan. He got a promotion. Nice, nice. Um, Congrats. And we all go back to the train. We finish saving people. Oh, I actually forgot a part. Um, <laughs> on the train, there were these nomads, and Clara kept insisting they're weird, because we saw them in the uh, we saw them in the hotel with Zakesh. Well, we didn't see them with Zakesh. We saw them in the hotel we were staying at, and uh-huh. after Zakesh would teleport away, we'd hear them, like, get louder. And she's like, I'm pretty sure they're with Zakesh, but no one believed her. Yeah. And no one believed her. And so um, the first day the train stopped, all these nomads got off and took like a bunch of the train people with them to just make sure they were safe. And one uh-huh. of them explicitly approached Clara and he's like, hello, I am here to get you. Zakesh sent me. Yeah. And Clara's like, I'm sorry, I can't leave my friends, but thank her for watching out for me. Um, yeah. Because Zakesh was clearly trying to get rid of the innocents so that she could kill Bazir. Yeah. Um. And so she was also trying to make sure that Clara was safe. And so Clara was like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's yeah. nice that, that, that Zakesh is like Clara's like anti-anti-villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's, just, like, she's very nice for a dragon. Yeah. Like, I have a very specific target of vengeance. Yeah. But also, like, you, you were at least polite to me, so I'm not going to actively kill you. Yeah, exactly. And, like, as long as you stay out of my way of getting my ven- vengeance, I'm fine. So we reach the capital city. Uh, we have to talk to the Saren Senate, and we find out that the item we delivered was dragon blood. And they've developed some sort of scientific... Yeah, that'd do it! Yeah. Scientific mission, uh, sometimes uh, some sort of missile, that with the dragon blood in it will be launched and hit the dragon. Um, like, hit the dragon that the blood was taken from? Yes, exactly. It's oh, that's not good. Uh, which is, it's actually very good because, um, meanwhile, back, back home in Yura, everybody else is going to war against a red dragon that eats people every day. Ooh. Uh, and the blood is the red dragons. So they're going to war and in the middle of the war, the dragon gets hit by a missile and we're like, 
<laughs> we're like, welcome. You're welcome <laughs> from the expedition. But so Clara in the Capitol, after this is all dealt with, um, and, and we all get like a, a favor from the, from the Senate, um, mm-hmm. as, as like, thank you for bringing this to us. And Clara's like, I would like to use mine for a ship back, please. So I don't have to deal with the thieves guilt. Um, yeah. And Clara, meanwhile, heads to the Sidra missionary because her husband was Sidra. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the Sidra missionary and she's like, has a guy named Teddy showed up here? And immediately there's a girl named Annabelle Cordarese who comes out and she's like, you're the Clara. You're Teddy's Clara. And Clara's like, yes. And she's like, I hate Teddy. He comes in here and he grabs all the people and he leads them off on some cockamamie mission into the middle of the desert. And Clara's like, that's not good. Uh-oh. Uh, and so Annabelle has a retainer named Percival. Um, yes. She introduces him as her retainer. And she's like, yes, we pay him. Of course we do. Uh, this is a lie. Um, yeah. Uh, she's like, of course we pay him. She orders him around constantly. She's like, Percival, bring me this item. Percival, do this for me. And uh, <laughs> Percival is like this very quiet, very tall, uh, tall elf, elf man. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like... The broodiest, quiet guy in the world. And he's yes. always doing as she says. And Clara's like, why do you order him around like that? And uh, and Annabelle's like, because he's because I'm his boss. And, per- and Clara's oh, like, no. okay. And Clara's kind of creeped out by this relationship, but she's like, okay, well, I guess if she's paying him and that maybe that's a card of a contract, I don't know. Um, yeah. But we go on this mission and Annabelle and Percival and Annabelle's friend Patricia all agree to go with Clara to go after Teddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Bazir also agrees to go with Clara after Teddy, um, but only because his his uh, his his boss, who he reported back to, told him to go and investigate the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all go, and it's on this mission uh, that we find all the former Sidra that Teddy took with him have been um, killed and are now possessed by creepy black shadows that possess people. Uh-oh. Uh oh! And we go in further, and we find that this whole cave that they went into is made of flesh, and like the stalagmites are are flesh with like eyeballs on them, and they can lash out with like tongue tentacles. It's Yikes. disgusting. Yikes! That that is very disgusting. I don't like this. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> and we go we go deeper in, and Annabelle's like being terrible she's like percival go ahead and check for danger for us and clara finally snaps and she's like yeah why are you treating him like he's a dog he's a person treat him like a human being yeah and uh annabelle's like i don't treat him like a dog and clara's like yes you do stop it (laughs) and clara just clara just goes off on her and so annabelle is sulky the rest of the time and it's after this point that percival starts like defending clara more so, like, yeah. we'll be fighting, like, the, the creepy flesh stalagmites. He'll be standing by her and, like, defending her. At, at this point, Mac, I'm honestly expecting that, like, oh, no, Annabelle tripped into the pit. <laughs> what a tragic loss. <laughs> Clara's, Clara probably, now nowadays, Clara, present Clara would definitely wish she'd done that. But at the time, yeah. Clara was like, she's obviously extremely bossy because she also bosses me around. And so maybe it's just a trait. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But now that she's called, now that she's been called out on it, she's actually being a, a tiny bit better about it. Good, um, good. So at the end, uh, we've reached the end of this cavern. We're halfway through, and we run into Zakesh, who's trying to leave. Um, and Bazir immediately draws his gun and shoots her, and Clara dives between him and Zakesh and stops the bullet. 
Yeah. Um, and then she manages to calm everything down. And she's like, something terrible is going on here. Uh, so we need to go. And you're, and, and Sakesh is like, all of you need to leave, though, because at the end of this, um, anybody who's here is going to be going back to Yura. And Clara's like, oh, well, good. I, I want to go to Yura anyway. So that sounds fine by me. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else can leave and I can go with you, Zakesh. And Zakesh is like, okay, sounds good. So after we finish <laughs> this dungeon, you you stay with me and everybody else can leave. And Clara's like, okay, sounds perfect. Frenemies. So, <laughs> frenemies. So we go to the end and we see Teddy and he's in the middle of this weird chamber with like all the uh, all the remaining dead Sidra around him. Possessed oh, Sidra, no. And like some flesh stalagmites. And he's like, my oh, beloved, no. you're here. Come join me. Um. If you, oh, if you no. come to me, your mind will become one with mine and will never be separated again. And Clara's like, no, you're clearly oh, no. not my husband. I don't like this. And oh, no. um, Bazir lifts his, his sniper rifle and shoots Teddy in the head, uh, which is traumatic, even if he's fake Teddy. Yes. Um, and as Teddy falls dead to the ground, his flesh unravels and a beholder pops out. Oh, no. And so, so, what, so was this fake Teddy? Yeah, this was fake Teddy. It was a beholder this whole time. Okay, hallelujah. Um, and so what follows is a fight, during which Zakesh, who was in human form, dives forward and turns into her big dragon form to protect Clara from the beholder's eye race. <laughs> and so Clara's like, I really like this dragon. Good. Um, and Percival also charges forward and, like, protects Clara. And at the end of it all, everybody else leaves. And so it's just Clara and Zakesh and Zakesh's uh, Yanti guards. Um, uh huh. Including one named Gunit, who Clara became good friends with. And, and Zakesh is like, okay, we're going to go into this. Uh, to get home, I have to portal us back. Um, yeah. But this portal is going to take us to a strange place, and you're not going to remember much of it. Is that okay? And Clara's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, so as happened? in, you're not going to remember. You're not going to remember much of what happened on the other continent or you're not going uh, to remember much of where you're going to be ending up of uh, we're not going to remember much of like the portal portion basically okay okay uh and what happens is zakesh basically takes clara to the celestial realm um as Ooh. kind of like a gateway back to yura um and in the celestial realm zakesh buys clara a magic item because another thing that had kind of bummed me out was like um <laughs> since bazir had managed to get back to uh had managed to get back to his people, they'd given him like a ton of money and they told him to share it with people and he never did. Oh, come on, dude. And he'd also gotten like, uh, he'd immediately spent it all on himself to buy himself like fancy new guns and new armor and stuff like that and not shared it with anybody. Um, and uh, so Zakesh bought Clara a magic, uh, a magic, a magic bracelet <laughs> that protected her from stuff like the Beholder. Interesting. And, um, okay. And also because she was in the celestial realm and we were there for like a, a year in, but it only like 10 seconds passed in the material plane. Um, wow. Clara also kind of became like half Azamar because she gained like sparkling gold eyes, let her see in the dark and she gained resistance to necrotic and uh, radiant damage. Holy cow. And so, and, and, and Dan was like, look, you basically carried the whole expedition since Bazir refused to do anything. And then he refused to pass out any of the goods he got. And you're not even getting your Senate favor. Yeah. Because you were going to use a boat back, but now you're going back with Zakesh. And so here, have a magic item and have some magic stuff. And then um, Zakesh yeah. and Clara step out and they're in Zakesh's home with Zakesh's girlfriend named Shalana. <laughs> and um, Shalana is actually like a celestial being. Uh, 
who everybody Aww. thinks is a snake monster, but she's not a snake monster. I'm the only person who knows she's not a snake monster in the game. Aww. Um, and Zakesh and uh, Shalana are like, we respect you. Thank you so much for what you've done. And Zakesh is like, I was about to lead a war against Alistair's Rest uh, because of what they did to all the diplomats of my lizard folk. Um, yeah. But if you can lead peace talks, uh, I would appreciate not going to war with these people. And Clara's like, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can do that. Um, so Clara leaves, heads back. Uh, it's at this point that I learned that while I was away, people broke into Zakesh's girlfriend's, like, cave. Um, started a fight. Oh, no. For no reason. Um. Oh, come on, y'all. It was just, they were, they were having, like, a peaceful talk, and one of the players started strapping their weapon and shield on for some reason. And this led to, like, the talks devolving into a fight. Um, and during this fight, they released a creature they heard begging for help behind a, uh, basically they heard, they heard something begging for help. So they released it from prison. And what happened was the snake started going, ha 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 ha, you fell for my trap and immediately, uh, teleported away. Oh, come on. So Clara's like, oh God. And so for the peace talks, she goes back to Zakesh and Zakesh is like, I can't really have peace until this this creature named Sabita is caught because she's kind of like an evil snake lady who wants to become a god oh no um, and it's also at this point that Clara talks to Luce who's uh, another youth and elf who's played by another player Key mm-hmm. yeah yeah Key's character yeah exactly so she talks to Key about Luce and learns that the youth and elves uh, a long time ago were basically genocided and taken into slavery, slavery by the Sidra and that's Percival uh, and, that, and that the nobles often say retainer when they mean slave. And so Clara Uh-oh. uses sending to contact Rufio and be like, I want to change my Senate favor, please. Uh, rescue Percival from slavery. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so then Clara's like, okay, well, it's done. They'll make sure he gets to safety. Um, uh-huh. So Clara continues. Uh, she has to find the snake person. Uh, first, she has to go and save one of her friends who was kidnapped by the Oracle of Ice, who it turns out is the flesh creature who's c- kidnapped Teddy. And um, Yeah, that tracks, that tracks. She learns that whenever the Oracle of Ice has control of a body, uh, it can make duplicates of a person. Uh, and so it clearly has Teddy's body somewhere, so Clara has to find this. Uh, but then oh, she has no. to go and fake join a cult to try and find Sabita. Yeah. So, it's while she's fake joining this cult that she runs into Seamus, who was one of her friends she met in Sarah and who helped her on her on her journey, along with Annabelle and uh, Percival. So she, uh, while on this journey, she finds out from Seamus that Percival was rescued and that he's here, uh, that Seamus rescued him. And Percival was actually in the middle of trying to kill Annabelle whenever he was rescued. Good. Uh, and Good. so uh, we find we find Sabita and um, Sabita's trying to basically she's uh, she's. She's controlling people's minds and sending them out to kill, like, local leaders so she can take control of their stuff. Um, uh-huh. And Clara nearly gets mind-controlled, but she snaps out of it right as Percival uh, stabs Sabita and is like, run. And Percival, for this whole t- for the, some reason, is, like, staying behind Clara. And, like, at one point when she gets slowed down by, like, a cantrip, he throws her over his shoulder and carries her. And Clara's Aww. like, this is, this is really nice, actually. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so they rush out. Clara's friends rush in to help her. He throws her on his horse. And it's after this point that Percival's just like, I'm staying with Clara. Or um, at one point we're walking back to Skoro and Seamus is like, well, I'll get back on the horse with Percival since we've constantly been riding, riding his horse with him. And Percival's like, no, I ride with Clara. 
and we get to the city and everybody else everybody else splits up and Clara's like well I don't have any money so Percival if you want to kind of go and explore he goes like no I'm not leaving your side and Clara's like Aww. okay and Clara's like well since I now know where Savita is I need to go talk to Zakesh uh, nobody ever wants to go with me so you can go back with uh, everybody else back to Alistair's rest and I'll go talk to Zakesh he's like no I'm not leaving your side so Clara's like okay this is this is actually really nice I don't know why yeah. you're not leaving my side, but I appreciate it. Um, and they're like talking about this at one point, and she's like, "Okay, well, uh, after she talks to Zakesh and, and she finds out what she needs to do, it's something very dangerous." She's like, "I need to go do of something course. dangerous after this point." And Percival's like, "If you would ask it, I would go with you." And Clara's like, "I don't want to force you to do anything. You've been a slave your whole life, man." Um, yeah. And she's like, "So do what you want to do." And he's like, "You're the reason I'm here. You're the reason I came here." It would relax me to always be with you. And Clara's like, okay. So we're getting into that trope, which is like um, night devoted to somebody. Yes, uh, yes, good, good, and good. I am so into that. Uh, and so Clara starts developing feelings for Percival. But she's also yes. like, I'm the person who saved his life. It's bad for me to have these feelings. Cause, oh, Clara. Because uh, it's bad for me. And, and if I tell him these things, he might feel like he has to return them or something. Because, you know, he's been like a slave his whole life. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to pressure him into anything. Oh, sweetheart. Uh, so she's like worrying about this. Um, there's like this whole big moment where he basically almost sacrifices himself just to protect Clara uh, from like these, these this, this group called the Queen's Guard, which is like a group of a thousand fold of ghosts and horses, skeletal horses. Um, uh huh. And Clara like ties ribbons and trees so he knows where to go to find her. Yeah. She has a bunch of hair ribbons and she ties them up in trees every hundred feet so he can see where they are. Um. And she does sendings back to him. She's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yes, I'm just making sure they're not on my trail anymore." And then she does another sending and she's like, "We're sending people back to help you." And he's like, I- "I've gathered your ribbons. I'm bringing them." And um. Aww. When they finally meet again, um, they embrace and she ties one of the ribbons around his wrist and she's like. Now you'll know I'm always with you. And he gets this look on his face. Uh, that's oh. like, um, I can't remember how Dan <laughs> describes it. But she was like, she ties this ribbon around his wrist. And she's like, this way, you know, I'm always with you and always supporting you no matter if we're apart or something. And um, yeah. he like bows his head. And Dan describes it as uh, he's quiet for a few long moments. And she can tell this means a lot to him. And Clara's like, oh, no, my heart's breaking. I love him. Um, <laughs> and I out of character. I'm like, I fucking love Percival so much. And, like, the thing to also know is he's, like, super quiet. He, like, refuses to talk to anybody. One of his character traits is he says three words or less to people if they talk to him. Um, Except for Clara. If Clara talks to him, he'll open up and he'll chat. Yeah. And uh, he'll, like, seek her out. And he's always within ten feet of her around the rest. Because it's like, I'll know Clara looks around for Percival and Dan will be like, he was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, But, like... And other people will approach him and be like, hey, Percival, uh, X, Y, Z. And he'll be like, okay, and leave. And Clara will be yeah. like, hey, Percival, can we do this? And he'll say, yes, of course we can absolutely do that. And it's like the cutest thing in the world. Uh-huh. And, um, so this progresses to a point where Clara talks to Luce, because Luce was formerly a slave. And she's like, uh-huh. Luce, I don't know what to do. And Luce is like, what's up? And she's like, I'm in love with Percival. Um, Aww. But I don't want to say anything and like force him into it. And or anything like that, and I don't want to like I I don't want to pressure him. 
I don't want to do any of this. I just want to be his friend and support him. And if he doesn't end up loving me, that's okay too. I just, oh. I, I just, I just, I, I'm from a cu- culture where you admit these things right away. And I don't know what to do about this. Yeah. And Lisa's like, here's the thing. Percival's been a slave his whole life. He's been forced to do terrible things. Like, um, his role as a slave was to actually capture other slaves and to like, oh, no. bring them back to their master. And anytime he didn't do it, he would be tortured or he'd watch like family members get tortured. So he's, he's like, he's got a lot of, a ton of guilt about that. He like thinks he shouldn't live. Um, and so Luce is like, so oh, here's the no. thing. I don't know that he's ever thought about love or marriage or kids or anything like that because he never really got a choice Aww. in the matter. Um, so just tell him, don't pressure him about it, obviously. Uh, just tell him so that he can kind of know that it is a thing that can happen. Um, yeah. And so Clara does. And this is a really emotional, sad scene. Because this is when Clara learns about uh, Percival thinking that he needs to die in order to make up for all the bad things he's done. Because of oh, what his owners no. made him do. Um, so Clara's like, I love you. And Percival's like, you shouldn't. And Clara's like, too bad I do. And he's yeah. like... I can't accept it because it would be, I'm not allowed to feel good things. And Clara's like, what do you mean? He's like, I did so many bad things in my life. I, the only, the only thing that will allow me to do good is if I die. And I'm, I, I want to die for you because you do good things. Uh. And Clara's like, no, I don't want this to happen. So that's where we've been ever since with, uh, with Uh. Clara. Working with Percival, basically trying to show him that he can do good things. Um, Yeah. That, yes, his past was bad, but it wasn't, you know, he was doing it under duress, man. Mm -hmm. And, like, even if you do bad things under duress, like, they were still bad things. Yeah. But there's a lot of mitigating factors there. And your Mm -hmm. god doesn't want you to die. Um, Yeah. I don't want you to die. (laughs) yeah um also yeah and like working with him on that and he did admit at one point that he loved her uh which was a very sweet scene like good i do love you it's a shame that i feel love i don't deserve to feel love oh Um, me feeling love is an insult to love and clara's like no please don't do that oh um and but He's with her all the time. Uh, she went through, she tracked down Sabita. And just this past week, we actually did the final scene where Clara finally defeated Sabita once and for all and destroyed her once and for all. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also earned Clara a new arm, uh, enemy out of Fiorini, the cheese wizard. And so that's Love where it. we are. <laughs> Love it. Uh, my next mission is Clara's getting back to trying to find her husband, except for also an army is attacking soon. So I have to deal with that as well. But at least I've got people working with me on that one. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, and that's where we are with Clara. And Percival. <laughs> and, uh, and we've got um, we've got Fantasy Valentine's Day starting tomorrow, which is going to be fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. I'm very glad to hear that. Yes. She's been a very fun character to play. <laughs> and I love, I love her relationship with Percival a lot. Good. I'm I'm glad. Clara is a great person. And I want to be her friend. I I want here's the thing about about both Annie and Jill and then, 
you and Clara is, I just want our characters to all just hang out in game. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of want, like, I, I at least want a side plot where all of our clerics just hang out together. I just want crossover fun hangout times. Yeah. Just like they all sit down with like a nice glass or something and just like, oh my god, this one time I had to carry my party. <laughs> yes. I had this to carry one my time party. I had to. This one time I had to be the only moral person in this decision-making process. I had to be the only person who would rather talk than try and fight our way out of this thing. I was the person who had to throw myself into a bullet to stop a fight. Let's just just talk about carrying our party for a while. Oh, that's a mood. The cleric, the cleric's duty. I just want all, Mm -hmm. I just want all three of them to sit down, maybe go on a nice quiet adventure together with Mm -hmm. very low stress. Yeah, like, I don't know, uncover a temple yeah. and, like, uh, un- uncover a temple that none of us believe in and, like, just, like, restore it to prosperity because yeah. it just needs to have some bad stuff cleared out of it and yeah. then it's peaceful and it's good to go. And and it's for other people and it's fine. <laughs> yes. And that's not, it, it doesn't hinge on any of our characters' storylines nope. in game or out of game. <laughs> Jill can be around people who are like, yeah, gods are real. Supportive. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and Clara can hang out with people who also like to make friends, even if we're not as sociable as Clara. Exactly. And and, and people who aren't just going to genocide diplomats for not getting what they want. Yep. It'd be nice. Yeah. Oh gosh, we I'll get your body soon. <laughs> oh gosh. So I guess the last question then is, and this is probably not going to surprise you, Mac, why do you love Clara so much? Hmm. I love Clara a lot, um, both because I, I, I always love chatterboxy characters, um, mm-hmm. but in general I like her just because I like the idea of some playing like a good-natured person whose culture has raised them to make friends because friends are what keeps you alive. And mm-hmm, I, I like mm-hmm. being able to come at it from that perspective. But I, I also like the dichotomy of her culture, where it's friends help keep you alive, but also bad things happen all the time. Get used to death. That that stuff comes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really like her for that dichotomy. And I like her for her storylines. And I love her because I love Percival. Number <laughs> one boy. He's my broody boy. My brood master boy. Oh, that's just, that's very good, Mac. <laughs> Thank you for letting me talk about Clara. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank thank you. This was a fun episode, and I appreciate it. Yes, and I got to ramble about the whole plot. <laughs> okay, so in that case, then, uh, where would you like to be found on the internet? What oh, do you have that you want to promote? And I right. know you have stuff that you can promote and talk about. Yes, uh, you can find more information about me over at crookedrussiancam.horse uh, or .gay. Um which is where our podcasts are, or you can find mm-hmm. us. Uh, uh, you can find out more about me or my podcast at CRC Podcasts, which is our Twitter. That's plural. Um, I'm basically on I Will Fight You, which is every five weeks on a Sunday, uh, where we talk about pop culture or uh, because we're all English nerds, English topics. Um, we have yeah. a poetry topic coming up soon, where I'm going to convince Annie and uh, Kit that poetry is in fact good. Um, we have a Date Me Dammit, which is every other Friday, which is a video cast thing where we play dating sims. Uh, right now we're playing yeah. Roommates, which is, I, I, it's terrible. I love it. 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. every other Saturday, uh, we have a live play uh, D&D game called Jim Jammer, uh, where I play Cacophony, oh. a labyrinth, bard slash rogue. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. You can find me and listen to me on any of those. Nice. And I think that's actually it. I think that was everything. I think that was everything, yeah. The Home for Weird OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or through Twitter at waywardocpod. If you would like to talk about Wayward uh, or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have a Discord server. Uh, if anyone is interested in joining that, I think each of the podcast Twitters should have a should have an invite link available. But if not, message one of us and we can invite you to the server. And I do have a couple of guests lined up. But if you are interested in being on the show, please feel free to send in an OC. Um, or if you know someone that's interested in being on the show, have them send in an OC as well. Uh, there is a Google submission form. That is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account. Uh, or you can just message me or email me through the Wayward accounts. Uh, and as of course, it is always super helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice, especially the review, um, because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Let's sink real quick before I forget. Yeah, sounds good. Sten, why? <laughs> Sten says no sink, only attention. Only attention for Sten cats, apparently. <laughs> hey, Scales, is this thing on? Yeah? Okay. Hello, I'm Asher Flinhart, and if you're hearing this, that means you can listen to the World of Wildervere podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. The show is me, my five friends, Scales and Plaque the Created, OJ the Koboloi, Rhodes the Stone Idolone, and Ori the Moon Elf. We play a free indie TTRPG called Wildervere, run by the people who write the game and their friends. Watch us travel the magical city-states of our cozy, friendly, and wild world, learning new skills, and enjoying a lot of new adventures in a Saturday morning kind of style. We release every other Wednesday on all major podcast platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter at Wildervere, or on a Discord server you can find at worldofwildervere.card.com. Thank you so much for listening to our travels. Rose is going to flake when we, he hears we have clout? Whatever he called it. Bye-bye! Skills, you can... You can stop now. What do you mean OJ's gone? Uh...